protects you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast that weighs the same as a duck, but is not made of wood. And this evening, hopefully not being wooden, you will enjoy the company of Miss Clary McGuire, who had been known as the inventor of ballet if the patent clerk hadn't been such a prude about all the cunnilingus in those early sketches. Mr. H.J. Doom, who is able to communicate psychically with jellyfish. And I am Roger Hart, alpha of that pack of wear squirrels you saw behind the bins of the little Tesco. Yes. If you would like us to fix you, why not write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or on the little web form at our home at hauntedphonograph.com. Our question this evening pertains to dreams. We all have some. Our questioner has not quite the right one. Dear We Will Fix You, I suffer from bad dreams. Not awful nightmares or anything but the kind of dull, achingly repetitive anxiety dreams that turn sleep from a blessed refuge from the hellscape of current affairs into a draining emotions chore. Relatedly, the only sort of good dream I ever have is the recurring one where I'm having sex with someone and they slowly transform into a kind of fleshy beach ball covered in miscellaneous orifices. I'd really like to have one of those dreams where you're doing something fun like flying, swimming in the ocean, or punching Piers Morgan in the face. Can you help? Yours, bad dreamer. H.J. Bad dreams can be caused by a wide variety of causes, and according to some very good science that I read on the internet on well-reputed sites you've never heard of, the dominant emotion most people report from dreams they remember is anxiety. This is believed to be because modern life is awful, and we all hate everything about our lives. On one level, anxiety is a crippling social disease, but on another level, it is also a perfectly healthy response to being a human being. You may experience your anxiety dreams as a horror show of public nudity, severe dental distress and visits to slough. You may awake feeling as though something is terribly wrong with you, but have you ever considered that your brain might be simply trying to process all the different ways you suck? There's not much that can really be done to address that. Humans are terrible. You are a human. You are terrible. Just be grateful that your brain has the ability to recognise it on some level. If that doesn't appeal, then try doing what I do and going to bed mad pissed as often as you can afford it. You might worry about your ability to deal with the world when you're constantly hungover, but fortunately, as a human being living in late-stage capitalism, literally nothing you do will ever matter, so it all works out in the end. Sex dreams are a different kettle of fish entirely, especially in my dreams. We have a wide variety of literature from many different cultures that all agree worrying sex dreams are caused by evil spirits. When you fuck that fleshy beach ball of your imagination, 
it may well be that you're actually fucking Satan or one of his horny little helpers, desperate to tease you towards internal damnation with its inflatable charms. Of course, we all know that this is wasted effort. If there is a hell, it's a raging certainty that every single human being who has ever lived will end up there. Looking at what we've done to the planet, I cannot imagine any sane god wanting to allow anyone into heaven. Humans being what we are, we'll find a way to drill for oil in the floating clouds, piss in the celestial fountains and hunt angels to extinction so we can deep fry their wings in batter. With this being the case, your only clear option for ridding yourself of filthy nighttime excursions is an exorcism. Here we come across a new problem. There's no agreement amongst humans about which religion is actually right. No world religion has ever had a completely coherent cosmology that can explain such indignities as war, disease, and that really embarrassing thing that sometimes happens when you sneeze and fart at the same time and it sounds like an explosion in a clown factory. What I suggest you do is cover all of your bases by doing an exorcism for each major world religion. Now, you might be saying to yourself that this will take a long time. We're all busy people, after all, and running 15 or 16 exorcisms is going to take a big chunk out of time that could be better spent binge-watching old episodes of The X-Files or having a really good cry. That is why I suggest you do them all at the same time. The room will probably get a little crowded, and there's always a chance that centuries of bitter religious enmity will spill over into a big punch-up, but if anything is going to drive the thought of fucking a beach ball out of your head, surely it's going to be the sight of a Buddhist priest putting a bishop in a headlock. If a vicious interfaith fracas does break out, I recommend retiring to a safe distance and waiting to see who comes out on top. The last man or woman standing is bound to have God on their side after all. A bit of chanting, some prayer and probably some inappropriate touching and you'll be as right as rain and you can go back to having the perfectly normal sex dreams where a stranger on a bus asks you to suck them off, but it turns out, instead of a penis, they've got a book of T.S. Eliot poems, and you have to read them out to get them off, except you can't remember how to read, and so you just start making things up, and then it's literally the best poetry anyone has ever written, and then you wake up and you realise that you were just reciting the words to Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot, and while it might be the best poetry ever written, Sir Mix-a-Lot got there first, so this whole sorry episode has been for nothing. Ah, yes. Dreams dreams are tricky. Trying to discern their meaning has fascinated mankind since the first sentient hominid first dreamt of flying or having enthusiastic congress with a water buffalo. Pages and pages of ink have been spilled on dream interpretation, lucid dreaming, symbolism, transcendence, and astral travel. Many theories, Freud's and Jung's, for example, focus on dreaming as a way of processing things, um, usually unfulfilled desires or maybe even trauma. Jung saw dream symbolism as composed of what he called both objective and subjective archetypes, for example. Kind of the difference between a symbol and an allegory. Sometimes you want, objectively, to fly a cartoon rocket ship, and sometimes you want to chow down on a massive throbbing cock. It's for you to decide. Anecdotally, um, for example, in, in, in 1865 or, or so, the German chemist Friedrich August Kekulé purportedly discovered the alternating double bond structure of benzene, a heretofore most vexing problem, in a dream of an Ouroboros. He was then 
fated for this for years, and the whole thing is still taught in schools. This, like almost every other piece of dream interpretation in human history, later turned out to be utter bollocks. And that, that tells us one thing. Claiming something came to you in a dream is fucking fantastic marketing. It's also faintly plausible that some dream work, as, as people in this field call it, does articulate unacknowledged wishes. And, and also that, um, that, we, that we all respond to a set of archetypes. This came up a lot in Jung's work. So before you start with this, and, and I think being the dreamer, deep, deep down, you know where we're going. You, you, you know what your unfulfilled desires are. Uh, we're going to have to do a bit of work before we start. And the first thing to do with any new product, or, or especially product name, is to hit Google. Now, I'm going to have to be a little vague and circumspect about the precise construction or topography of your invention. Um, prior art is, is a thing, we'll get to that in a moment, because I really, really don't want this podcast to get in your way. So first we make a basic check for uniqueness. Doing, doing a quick search, just, just Googling for uh, multifunctional sex toys, does throw up a few results, but nothing quite in our... Um, ballpark. The leading multifunctional device is a combined butt plug and masturbation sleeve, and the three-quid AliExpress knockoff also describes itself as an orifice widener. It's truly amazing what the global supply chain can deliver to your door for the price of a pint these days, isn't it? And better than that, um, it looks like we're in the clear. Nobody has beat you to it. You, my friend, are the sole pioneer of the multifaceted fuckable beach ball. Even if we throw in a few extra search terms, we, we quickly find that the majority even of inf the inflatable sex toy market is occupied with blow-up dolls more closely aimed at stagnites than any especial gratification. This, this is just, just solid good news. Not merely is this an uncrowded market, there's no real precedent. Nobody's done this. Whether you imagined it as a sort of intricate matrix of fleshlights, tanger eggs, a weather balloon, and a kilo of latex glue, or something far more bespoke and one piece, maybe something injection molded, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, novel uses of existing components are as paintable as new methods. It's all about being innovative and having this, this lack of precedent. They call it prior art. If there's prior art for something and it turns up in the searches as part of the patent discovery process, your patent can be invalidated. Um, so you need to be really, really sure that you are the only person building some kind of bonable kaplunk stack or however it is this looks in the drawings. Now, patents. I am not a patent lawyer, as is probably magnificently obvious. And even the government's website suggests that you hire one rather than simply following their guide. So that should be your first step, really. Hire a, hire a patent lawyer. I'll, I'll give you a quick overview of the process, though. The, um, the UK patent application system involves submitting a reasonably simple application form, an initial search, and then what they call a substantive examination. There are reports and fees at each stage of this process, and that's probably for the best because an underpaid civil servant is going to be putting a lot of Google time into looking for plastic hoo-hahs and that's going to be your fault. It's, it's about 75 quid for the initial application, another 150, and then extras depending on each claim you make for the first search. A claim 
in this context is pretty much an assertion that forms part of um, your application about your invention. So we're probably looking at 20 quid per wang, bunghole and fanny you've tacked onto the beach ball, uh, plus the same again at the next stage. The, the IPO will conduct a search for relevant IP and patent databases in the first stage, and they will give you a kind of go, no go report, which is published um, and kind of dictates the uniqueness and fitness to proceed, proceed through the process of your application. You can, of course, appeal at any stage. The next stage, substantive examination, follows the publication of this report, and it's kind of the same again, but much more thorough and expensive with more qualified people. They'll, they'll they'll probably find someone with, I don't know, a PhD in fuckable airbeds or something, and you'll, you'll get the good stuff, and it is more expensive. Um, they'll, they'll run the search again, it takes a while. In fact, GovUK estimates that the average application, application costs £4,000, give or take, and takes about five years. There are ways of accelerating it, but you probably won't qualify. Um, at the end of this, though, you have a fully legally defensible multi-orifice fuck thing and you're off to market um we've sort of covered product launches and product management and other podcasts and I, I won't i won't bore you again but this is this is something surprising and unique that i i think should get traction in the marketplace um and so not only will you now be able to become rich enough to fulfill those repressed desires in your dreams but you will also be so downbeaten by five years of patent paperwork that you'll only be able to dream about filling in forms. And the problem is largely solved. Claudia Maguire. You've got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how are you going to make a dream come true? Such is the question posed by Oscar Hammerstein in Happy Talk, the weirdly racist bit of South Pacific, a musical that's explicitly about the artificiality of modern racial divisions, where they just kind of shout, cheer up, love it might never happen in broken English for a bit as a mother attempts to prostitute her daughter to a doomed man. Anyway, the answer's no, dreams can't come true. That's not how time or reality work, and no amount of made-up pigeon can infantilise that away. As usual, though, where super-depressing musicals with tonally misleading songs fail us, science and facts step up to the plate, kick it out of the park, and score a home dunk. Lucid dreaming. Master your nighttime reality with controlled hallucinations. There are a variety of techniques suggested for the beginner, probably the most popular being to make a habit during one's day of tapping a wall and saying, am I awake? out loud. The theory being that once you've done this enough times, you'll start to do it in your dreams and... question mark, question mark, profit. No, let's shortcut this nonsense and turn to hard science for answers. Let's accumulate orgone. As we all know, fibreglass stores orgone, while metal and organic matter conduct it. So the best way to build an orgone accumulator is by building a small dark chamber from alternating panels of fibreglass, raw pine and sheet metal. But honestly, you're writing to the internet about sex dreams, so I'm going to assume you want to get this done without leaving the house. Thankfully, most people in what I'm again going to assume is low-cost housing have an airing cupboard with a hot water tank in it 
Immersion heater or boiler doesn't really matter. What counts is that it will almost certainly be made of sheet metal and wrapped in an insulating fibreglass jacket. Oh yes, you've been keeping your towels in a rudimentary orgone accumulator all along. All these years you could have been gathering etheric power. All those Kate Bush focused masturbatory fantasies wasted for want of taking place six foot further down the hall. But today that changes. You get you in that cupboard and wank yourself into destiny. Yes. Well, that was certainly a set of dreamy fixes. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to dream along with us next time, why not write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or on the little web form at hauntedphonograph.com.